Hello and welcome to Facing the Crowd podcast episode 8. Uh, tonight we're talking to a brand new band from Los Angeles Sunset Strip. They're called Sons of Silver and they are a super group featuring singer-songwriter Pete R.G. Uh, original Pearl Jam drummer, recent Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee Dave Cruton, Candlebox bassist Adam Curie, former Skillet guitarist Kevin Harland and keyboardist and esteemed engineer Brina Kavla. <laughs> I'm loving the dime painting, by the way. Yeah, I noticed that too. Uh, the dime. You know, that's, that's actually a painting, yeah, like you say. It's uh, our friend, uh, Natalie, she painted that. She's, she's awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah, right she's, on. Uh, she's just done it from a, from a, from Kerrang. I think she had a copy of Kerrang and was... Yeah. Like, yeah she, we we, really good. We thought you'd like that. So, we, you know, we're in Podcast HQ, so that, that's up behind <laughs> us. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he was so revered that Eddie put uh, one of his original guitars in his, his coffin when he was buried. Yeah, the, the yellow one, wasn't it? Bumble, was it called the Bumblebee or something? It was the yellow and black one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the one that's on the uh, Van Halen 2 pictures. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. He said they wanted to put a copy in, and he said, no, it was an original man. It's got the original guitar. That's right. Wow. So so even did, it? Yeah. He even did the original. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I've got a great. I saw a great picture going around on Facebook, and it was it was Dime in heaven giving him like, giving him the guitar, saying, "You need this now, man." You know, giving right, it back right. to him. Yeah. Quite, <laughs> you know, for you. <laughs> yeah, it's silly, but it's a nice, you know, it's nice yeah, that someone yeah, thought yeah. thought of it. I suppose, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's amazing. Um, you know, like like everybody over the last week, you know, I've been looking at all these different things of Ed, and you know, I mean, I grew up with the guy, I knew all the stuff and everything, but then when you stop and you go back and you see some of these interviews, like there's one uh, uh, someone sent to my wife the other day. We watched, I'd actually seen it a few months ago before he passed. But right, it was right. an interview from 2017 where he did a thing for, you know, what's it uh, mean to be an American? Because, you know, because his family came from, from Holland when he was a, a kid, mm. you know, in the pursuing everything. And, you know, I mean, it was mostly about him, but then, you know, the, the underlying thing was, you know, um, you know, what does it mean to you be American and all that kind of stuff? And do you think you follow the American dream? And of course, his answer was like, how could I say I didn't? You know, I mean, I achieved everything uh, here. So. Yeah, no, that's right. That is the good interview. <laughs> yeah. All the things that he invented and everything was just crazy. Like how much he changed. You forget like tablature for guitar <laughs> was yeah. invented because of Eddie because they yeah. couldn't write his guitar parts in regular music, so they invented tablature to try and explain what the hell he was doing. I didn't know that. There's a bunch of things too, like uh, like uh, if you know technically potting pickups, you know, to put them in the paraffin wax so they don't squeal. Yeah. Eddie invented that. Right. Oh, wow. He, yeah, he invented that, and now they, they do that. He did it on his own. He did it in his mom's coffee can, and he made it work. Oh, <laughs> the guy was a genius, you know. True. That's incredible, yeah. isn't it? Anyway, hey everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Sam, uh, I'm sorry. So we're, we're speaking to you, Sam. Yes, I, I'm Hobo. This is Perks. Hey, so yeah, uh, we've been doing this podcast podcast now for um, for a few months. You know, we've had some interesting people. Um, nice. we've, we've had like uh, we had um, Rex from Pantera, who was a really cool guy to talk to. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy Jimmy Bauer, <laughs> Jimmy Bauer from Down. That was fun. Um, he was cool. Um, yeah, and we've done a few other guys. There was a there was a band in the UK called Reef who were quite big in the nineties, um, and their guitarist 
uh, their guitarist um, Jack Besson. He's now does like um, proper like folkies. You know, uh, Are you talking plays. about Rake? Yeah. W-R-A-I-T-H? Uh, no, R-E-E-F. Yeah, Reef. Okay. Reef. Yeah, gotcha. they were like part of like the kind of Brit pop. I remember that as well, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he, li- he lives yeah, in Glastonbury. Yeah. They, they play Glastonbury like four times. Reef are big, they're a big indie band yeah. over here, aren't they? Yeah, they Everyone are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right on. Yeah, we've had some, we like to mix it up with uh, different people, so this is great. We've never, we've, you know, Yeah, we've never done a full band, so this is lovely for us. So it's nice. It's really yeah. cool. Oh, cool. Okay. So th- yeah, thank you all for taking time out of your day and, to chat to us. And Brina, you're our oh, first lady we've uh, actually spoke to on the podcast. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, how are you guys doing? You all good? We're good. How are you? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. I mean, it's like I say, it's like the end of the day for us, and it's the start of the day for you. So where right. are you guys located? Uh, we're sort of just outside London. Okay, in, yeah, in yeah. the UK, right. so yeah, spend the day. It's, it's where, Essex. Side of life. Essex. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's South Are you End. enjoying we're, the lockdown? We're, we're at the seaside. It's called yeah. South End. It's all getting a bit more serious now for us. Like things are starting to get locked down again. Yeah, we're, so, getting, yeah. we're getting the second lockdown now. Second, the second wave hit us quite the, bad. The first one of them wasn't enough, huh? No, yeah, no. Right. yeah we thought we'd have another go. Well, we're still allowed to see each other, but my mum's just been locked out around the corner. She can't see it's me. It's crazy. It's crazy. Right. Like she lives 10 minutes away and she's not allowed to see me. So. Wow. <laughs> They're doing everything that's, in that's tiers. That's good for the They've got these free tiers things going on. And if you're in like higher tier, you're not allowed to do anything. We're in the, we're in, uh, the second tier, so we're okay at the moment. But there's, you've got a situation where you, you've got like a road where one side of the road are in one tier and the other side of the road is in a different tier. It's absolutely <laughs> ludicrous what you're doing. You know, we I just suppose have you have to draw the line somewhere, right? That <laughs> yeah, sounds exactly. like yeah, there's, there's got to be somewhere. The, the funny thing is, my mum's in, in a road and the pub is at the end of the road and that's in the upper tier. So she, <laughs> <laughs> well, priorities, right? you can't even go there for lunch. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. What yes. a weird time we're alive in. I mean, it's, yeah, it's got... Yeah. It's got to be so hard for you guys as well, because obviously you've got this amazing EP and uh, you want to promote it. But I, I, I know you've done the live stream. Was that last night or the night before? It was a, a week and a half ago. Oh, okay, right. How did yeah. that go down? It uh, went, went very well. I think overall between the few different, um, the few different outlets that we were publishing to, or uh, pushing to at the same time, we had around 1,200 viewers. Amazing. Uh, over the, 25 minutes that we were on and oh, plus sweet. plus follow-up viewers so yeah it was, it was i i thought at first we were hoping if we got 50 it would be great and then first reports i got were 500 but then as you start looking at the numbers it was around 1200 12 and a quarter so oh, that was pretty fantastic good. it's fantastic yeah yeah no that's really that's cool. a real buzz yeah yeah it's, it's like it's crazy really because like a lot of these um a lot of these live stream gigs a lot of bands are getting a lot more people into a virtual venue than they'd actually get in a real venue. Right, so, oh, for sure. You know, yeah, you've got a lot sure. of people watching, um, which is fantastic. Yeah, but I mean, the EP's great. We've had it on um, full rotation for the last week, you know. And it's Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> we really enjoy it. You know, it's, it's, it's a great bit of rock, and uh, we like the rock. We love the guitars. We, you know, that's what we're about, really. Yeah, all of it. It's fantastic. So yeah, well right done. On. It's really good. Have you got any? Um, you got any plans for a full length? 
Probably not. We're actually going to be releasing another EP some, sometime probably in February, March of next year, obviously depending on how things go. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, and then we'll probably do a follow-up EP after that. Right now, it just seems a lot easier for, for folks to digest uh, in a shorter thing, an EP as opposed to an LP, especially for new acts. Yeah. Um, and, and that goes not just for the audience, but also for the industry industry folks like you guys and, and radio and, and uh, different outlets. So we'll, we'll stick to that for a while. I know Brina's itching to do a full length because we're stockpiling songs. And, There's and so many songs that I like that I don't, I, it's hard to choose from. <laughs> they're, they're all your babies, aren't they? And you all write together, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which is great. It's a great way of doing it. So you all have your input. And, uh... Yeah, un unfortunately, these guys have input. It's just, you know, it would be so much better otherwise. <laughs> it's the, sort of the, the trend now, isn't it? Releasing EPs because, you know, people's attention spans. Yeah, it's keep, it's, then you can kind of release one and then release another one at the end of the year and just keep, keep it fresh. Is that, is that the thought behind that now, is it? Is that the way it's going? 100%. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, like you say, it's great for people to have like a bite-sized chunk of your music and they're going to take it in and it's going to stick. Uh, you know, I think it's a really good way of doing things. I think um, it's very much more of kind of an EP world now than it is kind of an album. But, you know, like Perk said, it doesn't really keep a lot of people's interest the whole album these days. Whereas if well, you can you put something together that's solid and it's like, you know, six, seven, eight tracks or whatever, I think that's a lot better, personally. Well, that's yeah. it. As an artist, you can do whatever you you, you want to do. If you envision a you know a, a old school double length concept album, you can still do it. But the thing is, it's we're artists are freer to do this now because of the cost. In the old days, you had to put ten or twelve songs on a CD to justify a fifteen dollars sell price. Yeah. Because if you yeah. if you sold an EP, now they're trying to sell that for eight dollars. And then when you add in the physical manufacturing, the shipping, the cost to put five songs on a CD is just as much as to put 12. So yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So people are trying to like do their economics, you know, on that. So now we can do whatever we want to do. And, and, you know, more releases a year is better, I think, you know, because yeah. like you say, you don't go away for two years before your next album. No, that's you right. Know, you, know, know. you said that, Adam, just made me think of something. So let's just say at that time, you know, just using a rough number, CDs were about 10 bucks, right? $10 to say. And, and there were roughly 10 songs on the album. Usually there were more, but let's just figure that, right? So when Steve Jobs and, and Apple Music came along, they were like, no, nah, we're going to make this simple. 10 songs, 10 bucks. That means it's a dollar a song. That's how it should be. Mm -hmm. Forgetting how, how the economics of it really worked, that it was driven by a single or two. See, if they had put five songs on there and charge 10 bucks, we'd be getting double the money because Steve Jobs <laughs> at the time would have said, you know what, five songs, 10 bucks, two bucks to download a track. If Spotify would probably would have been the same, double the royalties, so on and so forth, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 But Amazing. Now it's, streaming, now it's streaming and nobody buys anything anyway. I know, <laughs> and, and obviously as artists, you know, like what you get from streaming is peanuts. I mean, it's, it is shocking really, isn't it? Yeah, especially especially uh, from YouTube, which is the largest streaming service out there. I think it it, it beats everyone else combined, or pretty mm. close to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's such a shame because you know you put you put your heart and soul into your recordings, and yeah, all right, it's easier these days to get it out there to people. 
but you're getting less return yourselves. And obviously you get, yeah. you know, most artists get like most, most of their profit from playing gigs and selling merchandise and all that kind of stuff. And obviously that's not happening at the moment either, is it? So it's, it's so tricky. It's so hard yeah. for artists at the moment. Right. But you know, but you guys have pulled it out of the bag. You've released a wicked EP, and it's all going well. Thank you. Yeah, it is. I mean, <laughs> frankly, we've we've talked about this uh, elsewhere, but the, the lockdowns uh, for us, um, they they served us well, to be honest with you, because uh, one, there's there was a little less competition earlier in the year at radio, uh, terrestrial radio, which is still uh, probably the best way to break uh, rock acts like ourselves. So with that little less competition, we were able to get in some doors that we would have had to bang on a little harder. And mm -hmm. now once we're in, you know, coming at them now as we just have in the last week or two here with our second release, it's been uh, much easier for us to, to, to get in with the second release. We're in, basically we're in the door. Yeah. Um, likewise, social networks, people are spending a lot more time on the web looking for new things. Yeah. Uh, there are fewer movie releases. There are fewer releases by other uh, notable acts. So there's, again, less competition, helps us get in people's eyes more. So we've seen a lot of growth in our social networks. So you can go on down the line. It's, it's been good for us for now. That yeah. said, none of us want to see this go on and we want to get out and meet you folks in person because for all I know, you could just be AI. Right, yeah, yeah. I can assure you I'm not, but <laughs> I'm real, I'm real. I felt that, I felt that. So, yeah. Well, it's been really nice to be able to spend this time being creative in the studio without having to change headspaces, you know, go on the yeah. road for a month, come back for two weeks, go on, a mo on the road for a month. So it's, it's been really nice just to be able to take our time. Yeah. And as Adam likes to point out, you know, we'll will go through or the guys will specifically go through in one day a bunch of ideas and you don't have to be precious it's not like you only have five songs that you've created you have maybe 30 and you can pick from them so it's been nice to just be here and create and stay in that headspace amazing yeah, yeah. do you guys all get to jam together quite a lot then yeah every week pretty much amazing. yeah a few, few days a week we've been averaging two or four days a week for the oh, past fantastic. Two, two three months or so now yeah, oh, that's really good. So, yeah, yeah. It's hard to play in the hazmat suit, though. <laughs> exactly. That's going to be hard, isn't it? Especially if you're what, not what, playing the guitar. <laughs> How's that going to work? What, 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 what Kevin doesn't know is that I've poked a few holes in his, you know, quietly. <laughs> so it's not really working. It, it, we're we're uh, all showing the, uh, the flaming lips and bubbles. Oh, my God, I saw a trip of that. That was incredible. Yeah. But to that be fair to the flaming lips, they were doing that. Years ago, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the audience weren't in the bubbles, but yeah, I mean, they've mixed it up a bit, but yeah. I mean, they're crazy, aren't they? What crazy Actually, band. Peter Gabriel, I think. So. Yes. Oh, oh dude. Yeah. I believe I you're right. Into it longer. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice interesting. Yes, I, think, I think you're right, Dave. He broke that out back in the 90s on the tour. Right, right. I think it was before the lips did it. Ah, right, okay. Oh, I didn't know that. That's really interesting. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. It's different, isn't it? I mean, you know, you see like, see all this stuff of like people like sitting in tables at gigs and like they're all sort of sectioned off and there's glass in between. It's like, is that a gig? That's not a gig how you want it, but you know, yeah, you, know, you can take what you can get, right? You know, yeah. better than nothing, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. if people are willing to do that and sit there and watch a band like that and enjoy it, then fair play to them, you know.
Yeah. All, yeah. all of this might make people, you know, take stock of things in life that we've taken for granted. And maybe people are going to be more appreciative and want to go out more and really enjoy these moments more. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think they will. But I think they were before to a degree, too, because, you know, the touring industry was steadily growing. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to grow even faster once this is all done because people have been exposed to so much new stuff. And as you said, Adam, there are people have been locked up too long. I know in our neighborhood here in Los Angeles, we, we live in, in the Venice, Santa Monica area, and the restaurants are packed night after night after night. And you, uh -huh. go, you go to these restaurants, you talk to people, just random people next to you in the lights, and they're, they're over it. Doesn't matter. Their political preferences aside, they're over it. They want to go back out all ages. Yeah. And, and I think there's going to be a huge swell of that once, uh, once some of our politicians, uh, you know, let us yeah. free. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Dave, there's a cat behind you. I don't know if you're aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a good jump on him, isn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. What's his name? He's like, well, I'm, when this is done, uh, you're toast. That's Pippin. <laughs> Pippin and Frodo, my daughter named him. Oh. That's because Dave's the coolest cat there. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you guys want to come to the UK and play once once this is all oh, yeah. going over? Absolutely. So we've been, been, we've been yeah. over a couple of times. We're looking forward to come back. Oh, yeah, right. Sweet. Where did you play in the UK? Oh, wow. All over, right? Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we went as far north as all the way up to Glasgow, all the way down to Bristol. Oh, um, wow. I mean, we were we did you know obviously gigs in London as well, mm. yeah, Amsterdam, well, but in that, France, in the UK, yes. in the UK though it was yeah. Man Manchester, yeah. uh, Newcastle, all over, probably like a dozen cities. Oh, yeah. Wow, about that, yeah. You, oh, we played Camden. Did you say, Dave? Camden was it? Yeah, we did. Camden, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it the Underworld? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. 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 love that yeah. venue. It's you guys, they have a uh, a little festival called. Um, Desert Fest there every year, like a uh -huh. Donut Rock. Do you know that one? That's cool. Um, well, we have one summer. We sort of had it over three days, and we had we went there last year. And we saw Fu Manchu and The Obsessed and stuff in Camden. Oh. Yeah, it's a cool. Yeah, I think we did Camden twice because we did once at the Underworld, um, and then uh, the last time we went over. What was the place you're remembering, Dave? Because we did it again. Um, well, we did the underworld. Was that with Candlebox? Yeah, yeah. I, think I think so. The, yeah. the other one, the other one, I think may have been um, what's the big, what's the record store chain over there? Um, rough it's trade. Not, it's not rough trade. It might be. Oh, rough trade. Uh, yeah. I, I, it, it may, it may have been that. I don't, I don't remember. It was with uh, a UK artist named Dave Giles, who's a good friend of ours. Okay. Who, yeah. Who um, all three of the guys, uh, Adam, Kevin, and Dave. Uh, Played on on his album that he released uh, two what oh, a year okay. and a half ago now two years ago almost cool. Cool. so that was part of that but uh, no it was great we love being over in the UK is great first of all you guys speak English pretty well which is <laughs> nice um, you're a little right. little difficult to understand especially the further north you go I don't know maybe it's oh the yeah weather hey, easy I'm from Scotland so don't yeah did you say you went to Glasgow well there's some accents up Glasgow why I tell you. Yeah, I moved away yeah. too young. I don't, I don't have any of it. But I actually was born in Scotland. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, that's that explains like, so much. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're a, it's a crazy little island we're on here, you know. 
There's quite a few crazy well, it's people. Been, <laughs> it's been interesting to watch because as Peter mentioned, Dave, and we have some other friends from over there and for a while they were starting to get out into pubs and play live. And, yeah. and it seemed like, you know, things were going to start opening up. And now I didn't realize you guys, everything had closed back down again. Yeah, well, not not fully yet, but I mean, it's, it's coming. It's definitely it, it hasn't closed down as such. It's kind of like uh, not allowed to go into each other's houses and uh, everyone's still going to school. And you still go out to a restaurant and pub, but some of them, they're all shutting at 10 p.m. And yeah. It's just so many different Oh, it's 10 p.m. the magic hour when the virus comes out. Exactly. Yeah, you're safe well, until that's, 10. That's the big joke, isn't it? That's what we've been laughing about, you know, over social media yeah. continuously. We all leave the pub <laughs> and go, walk home with baseball bats just in case we get in the street. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you're doing it because you want to celebrate with us the upcoming U.S. presidential election. Oh, yeah. That's going to be an interesting one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you guys are Trump, are you? Is that... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy, it's gonna be a fun one. <laughs> it, 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 we're, we're looking for the box on our ballots that says none of the above. Yeah, okay. check that box. We no erase. We want the erase box. Yeah, yeah. It's normally right down the bottom, isn't it? That last X. What I yeah. don't get. Why, why is there no one younger who is good enough for the job? Why is it always like they're too smart, old men? <laughs> who said either of these guys are good enough for the job? <laughs> that as well. That's what he's, that's what he's saying. I do. We're Rem Diamond. Wants to talk, we? look, look who we've got. <laughs> oh, Bojo with his crazy hair. <laughs> yeah, I think your guys' hair beats ours. Maybe. Yeah, well, probably. Yeah, but I mean, your guy likes a lot of makeup. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You well, see, I when think he come, uh, yeah. When he came out of hospital, he was literally orange, wasn't he? He was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Corona's been good they were to you, mate. Him a lot of carrot juice. That's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a lot of vitamins in that, isn't it? Vitamin D. It's loaded with vitamin D. Yeah, it's good for you. Yeah. It's pretty good for you. Carrots are loaded with vitamin D. Seriously, just <laughs> that that explains so much. <laughs> Listen, Pete. So let's let's get into it. Um, on World on Fire, um, you mentioned manufactured enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a reference to the weapons of mass destruction in Iraq or is it a, a generalization? Is he way off? Or am I way off? <laughs> I, just, I'm, I, know, I know I'm picking one, one sentence out of, of the Well, do you know, do you know, um, do you know uh, the history of Uzbekistan very well? No, we're not the music <laughs> <here> now. <laughs> You're talking to uh, almost like what you did um, history in that particular region. Oh uh, no! Or you I was, wanted to? Yeah, I was yeah. no, I was a history major. I, I long story behind that, but uh, no, I'm just joking with you. Um, it's it's just a general reference. It's not nothing in particular. Um, I, I thought frankly, it might be I, a, right. I thought it was a if I think theme. about the lyrics, I can remember them. But if I, I just sing them to remember them, or I should say <laughs> if I think about the lyrics, I can't remember them. Right, but, right. But it's, it's a general reference, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was watching the video and I saw, I saw them, all the, uh, the lyrics coming up. I love that video. It's very, very cool. Very and, cool. Uh, Thank you. And I, saw, and I saw it pop up and I thought, why don't we the uh, Blair Bush a little dig at them? Right, right. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, most of the lyrics are written in such a way that you can, one can easily pop in 
their own interpretations. Uh, yep. So, and, and frankly, I could pop in my own interpretations or when I read them to Brina or the guys, they each could. And, and that often happens. I'll come in with a, a set of lyrics um, and uh, I'll, I'll say, hey, what do you think? And, you know, everyone will point out, maybe make an edit here, adjustment there. And someone will say, oh, I kind of interpret this like this. So are you saying this here? And as soon as they say that, sometimes it, it breathes a, a breath of fresh air into the song for me in, in such a way that I might go back and change a couple lines because I suddenly have a different perspective on it. But, but, but for the most part, they're, they're fairly open. I know in my heart what, what the specific inspiration may have been. Uh, and it often comes from discussions that, that we're having amongst these, ourselves at the studio or just in general, um, you know, that, that day or that week. But, right. but, but hey. I won't disclose them. Um, um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, another right. question. Um, so we, we called ourselves our podcast Face in the Crowd. Um, and the reason we started it is because we, we were sort of chatting one night about all our different memories of gigs and things. And like the first time we went to shows and all that kind of stuff. We thought it would make an interesting podcast. Um, so what we always ask is, what was your first gig and, you, you know, your memories of that? And, uh, you know, how it made you feel? That kind of thing, really. So, uh, our, our first gig collectively or individually? No, no, just like and individually. First like the band first, you ever saw live. You, you know, oh, your first music experience. Obviously, we've got to ask you all individually, haven't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Pit> your order. <laughs> now you pick, pick one of us and we'll start there. Dave, <laughs> go for it. First ever band you ever saw. The first band I ever saw? Yeah. Concert? First big concert, like arena i went to was foreigner okay it was awesome it was new year's eve 1979 new year's eve that's pretty cool amazing Amazing time yeah that was life-changing seriously yeah yeah is that when you realized you wanted to have a life and a career you know around music yeah well before that actually i was probably eight or nine something like that and then um Sixth, seventh grade, I played a talent show with my first band, and that was exciting. I thought that was a real rush, thrill, wanted to do it forever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. This is the first time you saw people, you know, watching you, you know, perform, and you just got hooked in there, did you? Yeah, super exciting. Nerve-wracking, but you know what I mean? It comes down to, like, you're, you're, what you're doing, you know what I mean? It's like sports. I was really into sports, and then... I got into music and it was same kind of thing. You know what I mean? That rush and that, you know, you got to get prepared and it's, you know, nervous and it's what's going to happen. You don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, um, congratulations on the hall of fame thing, you know, um, amazing. Um, you actually, you know, you might not believe this, but you drummed on one of my top three albums of all time. So, you know, it's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, who's next? Brina. Oh. Why don't you go? Uh, I was kind of a little late to the game as far as going to concerts. I didn't start going until I was in high school. Um, and my first concert, it was actually the specials. Oh, okay, cool. I've seen them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, at that time, kind of my headspace was into punk and uh, two-tone ska and sort of 90s underground indie rock. So... That was that was a blast for me, and then of course after that I couldn't get enough of concert going. I just went every free night I could. Fantastic, 
Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. It's such a, such a nice buzz, isn't it? Going to see a band. What's that? It's such, such a nice buzz seeing a live band, you oh, know. Yeah. Oh, so okay. much fun. So much fun. And, and in, in the, at least here in Southern California in the 90s, two-tone ska was sort of meshed really nicely with the punk scene. And it just, it, it was a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah, no. Mm. no, cool. Hey, what about you? I've been sitting here trying to think about it. I, I, I don't remember. <laughs> I think it was a Bruce, it may have been a Bruce Springsteen show. Nice. My dad took me to. Um, and uh, it was definitely among the first couple. And, and he was amazing. I, I've, seen, I've seen a number of big acts. Uh, my, my favorite act I've seen probably is U2. It's my favorite band, U2. <laughs> but, but, and Bruce Springsteen is right up there. But, but no one no one has matched the energy of Bruce Springsteen. I've, I've seen no. him a couple of times since. I've only seen him once, but it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, he, he's amazing. I, I love his music. You know, uh, so that, that was, yeah, that, that was very inspiring too, to see someone like that, to just see the way he, he brought so much of, of himself, his humanity, but in a theatrical way, a theatrical way though that wasn't, uh, you know, as contrived, let's say, as you know, like someone like Kiss, which is a great band itself. It was just kind yeah. of this guy, you know, this blue collar guy. And yes, that character, that persona that he has is, is, is somewhat created, but it's still very, it's very much a real person, at least in, in my, my eyes. So yeah. I, I really like that. That's cool. I'll tell you my story about Bruce. I was at, um, I was at Glastonbury and um, I was watching the Gaslight Anthem. Do you guys know about them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I was watching them in this tiny tent. Brian Fallon, the singer, he said, I'm going to bring out a friend of mine from New Jersey. And the boss walked out on stage. And all of a sudden, everyone just flooded forward. And this tent was rammed and you couldn't move in there. And wow. then late, later on that night, um, Bruce was obviously headlining the main, the pyramid stage at Glastonbury. And he said, I'm going to bring out a friend from New Jersey. And um, he brought out Brian Fallon. And everyone around me was like, who the fuck is that? Cross <laughs> 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 fans. <laughs> but you know what? I'm a big Gaslight Anthem fan, and I enjoyed it. That's awesome. <laughs> Actually, saw Bruce twice in one day. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what about Kevin? Um, I too was pretty late getting into going to concerts, but I think it's funny, but I think literally the first show I saw was after a Sixers game when I lived in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And it was the DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Oh, nice. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know what? No, it can't sure, be true. Honestly. My missus would be so jealous of that. She loves it. <laughs> yeah. Loves it. I, did, I, I think I made four or five songs before my dad was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> but then after that, it was, it was weird. I didn't really get to start seeing any of the bands I'd always wanted to see until I was 19 doing festivals and stuff. So it was weird to get to get to start seeing bands that way. Yeah. Oh, that's cool though. Fresh Prince. What yeah. a great, uh, yeah, what a great first act to see though. That's I didn't expect awesome. yeah, to that. I mean, like, yeah, at the very beginning. Nightmare <laughs> on my street. <laughs> Adam, what you got for us? All right, well, I, I've got kind of a three-part answer for you. So, cool. the first um, concert that I went to, official concert in a big arena, was actually a Sticks concert when I was a kid. Oh, so my, cool. my, my dad said, hey, we can go to a concert. And he gave me a choice of them or Aerosmith. And I'm embarrassed to say I liked Aerosmith better. They right. were my band. 
but I heard on the advertisement on the radio, they played a live clip of Aerosmith and it sounded like shit. So I was like, I, I, I listened to it. It went you know, by for 30 seconds at the end. I was like, oh, that's dream on, isn't it? I'm like, well, that sounds awful. Uh, let's go to the other one. So I was a kid, you know, I didn't know any better. Um, but the first band I remember seeing where I felt like I knew I was going to do this, it was actually a cover band. I was a wow. kid in elementary school and we did some sort of thing near the end of the year. And the, this band was playing on this little like picnic pavilion. You know, it was just us kids and maybe 20 other people. I just remember watching that band and just thinking that is what I want to do. But the first concert that I went to on my own, like I w I'm going to see this uh, was Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, I was oh, in yes. high, and uh, it was, uh, it was right after Randy Rhodes had passed away. It was so, yeah. it was less than a month. I think like, I didn't even know who the guitar player was like, it was, it was that crazy, but it, it was amazing. Despite having gone through all that, they were mm. on fire. Right, right. I was deaf for three days. Literally, my ears rang for three days after that. <laughs> One thing so, the guitarist was then, because I mean, I don't know how long after Randy, um, obviously Zach Wilde came on board, but no, no, this was Brad Gillis. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. Right. So he came in. He played with him for about six months, I think. Right. So what was that? Um, Where was that? Where was that concert? Okay, well, this is the other good thing. So my. The reason I, I've lived all over, born in Scotland and all that, my father was in the military and we were living in Alaska in the Aleutian Islands. And just by chance, we had taken a, a trip into Anchorage, Alaska. So I saw Ozzy at, in Anchorage, Alaska at the Eastside High School Auditorium that held about 2,000 seats. Wow. Wow. But, but, but here, and here's the thing. We, we landed, I think, the day of the show or the day before the show, and I heard it on the radio. And my parents, crazy enough, dropped me off as like 12 or 13 years old on my own at this concert um it was the early show and that's how i got to go is the 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 show had sold out so he did two shows that day so i went to the early one caught that and as a side note i've done these uh rock and roll fantasy camps as a counselor and i ran into rudy sarza there and got to know him one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet and i told him i said hey you know i just want to tell you this story my blast from the past is uh you know, I saw you in uh, Anchorage, Alaska, and he goes, oh, yeah, we did two shows that day. <laughs> he remembers. He remembers. Uh, that's so good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've seen Ozzy and he has as well on so many occasions. So. Yeah, we've seen all the UK Ozfests with Ozzy and um, download festivals with Ozzy and Zach. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was I was a huge fan of, of, you know, first with Sabbath and all of his solo stuff and everything. I got led to all that, but you know, just just a great career out of that guy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a shame when you see pictures of him now, but happens to all of us, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, I and, hope that doesn't happen to me. And, and you know, <laughs> he didn't take his life gently. You know what I mean? He, no, he, yeah. he <laughs> certainly did. Yeah, he's, he's, the man's a walking miracle. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, we saw his last show at the O2 Arena in London. It was, you know, the, the end. The last gig with Geezer and uh, yeah, it was it was brilliant, you know. And you're thinking, why is this the last show? You guys are still awesome. Yeah, you know? yeah. don't make it the last show. Yeah. Everything yeah. comes to an end. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and, and it, it's tough, you know. Like, but you know, people go back and they they look at all the stuff and see people in their glory days. I, I can't remember why it came up, but there was uh, somehow I stumbled on a YouTube video of uh, ACDC in '78 playing uh, um, in Glasgow. I think it was another night that from they did that If You Want Blood album. 
and it just you can just feel it coming through the screen you're not even there but just that electricity like to see and hear them they were so good and so on point so you know i mean you look at you know a guy like ozzy you know band like sabbath i mean there's these people are probably going to be listened to long after they're gone you know yeah oh for sure yeah it's a great legacy to have isn't it yeah yeah um, so, yeah, lovely to have you all back. Um, I've got a friend who is a massive fan of yours. Um, and there's some questions she wanted me to ask you. Now, they're a bit out there. Are you up for this? There, I'm are sorry. Right. Yeah, bring it. Yeah. So the first question she wanted, she wanted me to ask was, for the guitar players, what's the pedal you can't live without? If you could only use one pedal, what would it be? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you, you haven't seen their pedal boards. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably the Strymon Volante. Okay. I, I was going to say the Strymon Timeline, which right. is both, both delay pedals, both amazing delay pedals by, by a great pedal company. So, I mean, yeah. to be honest, my top four would probably be Strymon pedals. Yeah. That's yes. Cool. Yeah, what, what what would your top four be, Kev? I'm just curious now. Not that I don't see your pedal board every day, but... Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. I'd probably have to say <clears throat> Volante, Timeline. Um, I guess it wouldn't all be Strymon stuff. Probably the JHS Angry Charlie I use a lot. Yeah. Um, if I'm not just using an amp for dirt. And then maybe the uh, the Hoof Reaper. There's an Octaver in there that's just great. Oh, right, right. I, I'm, I'm going to give you two for this one. For me, it's the hot cake, but you guys are both wrong. It's a tuner. <laughs> you need a that's tuner. That's true. Uh, tuner that's a good uh, point. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> uh, I know my, my tuner is, is uh, it's built into my head. There you go. <laughs> Your iPhone. My iPhone, yeah. <laughs> I use my iPhone one all the time. I've got a boss tune. I do use my iPhone sometimes. <laughs> it's I easy, it's isn't pretty it? Pretty good tuner. Yeah, it's yeah. It seems pretty pretty. You know, yeah, it's good. It's good. Does the trick. Yeah. You wouldn't get it out on stage though, would you? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be rough. Excuse me, everyone. Hold on a second here. Everyone, be quiet. <laughs> no background noise. Yeah. <laughs> Can someone please turn off the AC? That buzz is doing us, you know, doing harm here. Yeah, so something's not up somewhere. Something's gone wrong. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, and, and she also wanted me to ask you if each one of you could be another member of your band for one day, who would it be and why? Now I know that's a crazy question, but you know, <laughs> but she is a super fan. Uh, oh. Hmm. Eddie Van Halen. You can't have a triumphant video without Eddie Van Halen. Why? Why not? Oh, Did you mean within good. within our band? Yeah, within your own band. I, I like the Bill and Ted X answer. That that's the winner. I don't yeah. care what's coming <laughs> I'd want to be Brina because I'd want to know how she really sees me. Okay, that's a good, that's a good answer. Oh, he's getting oh, beat now. The question. Thank you. But she's already added to the band. To add to the band. Oh, to, wait. Oh, 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 to add to the band. I thought yeah. you said if you could be another another member within your band for a no, day. No, no, no. Yes. Bring yeah, another yeah. member in. But now oh. I know that, so that's yeah. pretty interesting. Well, I guess, I, there wasn't a, I wasn't, there wasn't. That is an out there question. Yeah, very sweet. How you would, you know. 
No, no, that was the right. That's what she wanted to know. Yeah. She wanted to know if you say you wanted to be Brina, that's what she wanted to know. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, so yeah. I yeah. But I the bet. Eddie, Eddie oh. Van Hayden thing, that was great. I reckon he'd be great in your band. So, yeah, that's cool. Yes, well, he's with us in spirit now. Uh, that's exactly. a terrible thing to say, but yes. Exactly. <laughs> An absolute legend. How do you what get on you, with um, Brina? Um, obviously, you're working with four other um, guys all the time. How, how is that for you? You're, you're loving it, obviously. <laughs> I love it. You know, I grew up um, a bit of a tomboy, and I always had more guy friends than girlfriends. Um, not for any particular reason other than it's just what I connected to. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm used to being one of the guys. I like it. It's a comfort zone. Um, and, and this is a great group of guys, honestly, mm. like everyone is just really top notch, a hundred percent wonderful humans and, um, super creative and it's, <laughs> and it's a great environment. Um, and you know, I have to say from a very, um, uh, personal perspective, they've allowed it's been uh as an engineer it's been an, an amazing place where i can explore you know i don't have to feel like i've got to do just safe things they they allow me space to just explore and try new things and they're super open-minded about it so on the fun hang side it's great and on the career side it's it's amazing as well so i'm, That's cool. I'm super lucky that's cool. Have you got your own studio set up and all that? Do you all record like in, in your own studio or do you hire places? No, no. We have our, we're fortunate we have our own studio. It's a pretty nice studio uh, where we can track live. Is that um, the San, Santa Monica one? Is that where it is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the one you see on, on all Instagram. Yeah, I saw a few of the clips of you guys. That's your that's studio. Our place. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right, our place. Yeah. Nice. It's, it's, it's small, but it's, it's really nice. We're very, very fortunate to have it in general, but especially during current circumstances. So we, yeah. we make it at home. I mean, I think for all of us, it's we're either at our own homes at the moment or at the studio. It's pretty much the they're the only other place we go outside of home for the most part. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. I've actually been on this Santa Monica Pier once, about twenty yeah. years ago. Twenty years ago, yeah. Yeah, nice. I went it's on the it's fun. I used to go there all the time as a kid with my dad and he would, you know, they have all the uh, carnival type stuff that you can play the games, the shooting, the squirt guns and the tossing softballs into, uh, you know, milk uh, crates. And, um, and he was so good at it. They, they actually uh, would shoot him away. Like, no, 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 you can't come here. Go away. Go away. <laughs> yeah, I actually went on it at night. So it was all lit up. It was pretty cool. It's nice. Yeah. Was, That's the time to go. I was on vacation in Hollywood and I, I went to see um, Henry Rollins in the Whiskey A Go Go. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, on the Go Get Some tour. Uh, get Some Go Again. I think it's 2003. Mm. And it was nice. uh, amazing, that gig. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, seeing Rollins in there, yeah. Yeah. And then we went, to, uh, we went to Dublin's along the Sunset Street. Oh, yeah. Is that? Is that still there? I think um, so. No. Yeah, I don't think it is. No. Dublin's I don't think so. No. I think that's changed. I forget what it is. I think it's changed, though. I could be wrong. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I crawled out of that place anyway. You know? <laughs> 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 I literally crawled out of there. But um, yeah, I was wondering if it's still there. Out. <laughs> yeah, we've done the whiskey and then Dublin's after. 
So you had a proper sunset strip night. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, what's your best sunset strip night then? I mean, what's what's the craziest you've ever gone on there? You seen any anyone down? There? I don't remember. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's that's a good answer. That's probably the true true answer as well. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. I suppose you've seen loads of live bands down there, haven't you? You've been in the Rainbow and all that. They've got the Lemmy Lounge now, haven't they? Oh yeah. Lemmy statue yeah, yeah. and all that. I'd love to go and see that. Yeah, so, that'd be cool. Have you yeah, seen he, that? He have you been in there? there? That guy was always there, you know, playing his video game and drinking his uh, Jack and Cokes. <laughs> yeah. Said he had his own seat in there, didn't he? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the statue's amazing. It's it's beautiful. They did a good job. Oh, good tribute. Yeah, another legend. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you got to say, you know, Lemmy was probably the purest, um, honest rock and roll guy you can think of. I mean, he just he just exuded it and lived it twenty four seven. Oh, totally. I've seen his um, documentary where he just literally goes from the rainbow to his flat to the rainbow to his flat. He's got Alison James in his in his flat and it gives them all a bottle of Jack Daniels each. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it is his flat's tiny, isn't it? It was absolutely tiny. It was just filled with World War Two memorabilia. Yeah. He yeah, was like obsessed with like with like the World War, with like the wars and stuff. Yeah, I think he'd lived there for like decades in that yeah. same apartment. Yeah, and it was literally like a like a box room or something. Wow. Wow, wow. <laughs> they, that's the way he wanted to live, you know. Yeah. He wanted to spend all his uh, hard-earned on Jack Daniels, you know, fair place. Yeah. He certainly yeah. lived his life, didn't he? That he did. Yes, indeed, uh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, Dave, um, if, we, if, we can, if we can just ask you about the recording of 10, obviously, you know, me and Hobo, we love that album so much. Um, <laughs> When you when you recorded it, and the drumming on it obviously is amazing, and the album and, and everything about it is obviously history. But any 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 stories about when you recorded that, going in and out of the studio, and and uh, and, and laying that down the album, if you could think that far back. Um, well, I remember they were doing Temple of the Dog at the time, so it was very. And I was a huge Soundgarden fan, mm. so that was really cool to hear like those songs, you know rough tracks like they'd be working on it we were kind of doing this in the studio you know what i mean they would work on that then we work on our stuff then work all on right that. So, so same time that actually and that was going on at the time preceding our thing a little bit but they're still in the studio but that was very inspiring to me you know two of my favorites hanging out with them in the lobby of the studio and and getting inspiration from that you know what i mean like it's different from meeting someone in person and being a big fan it was, it was really cool so yeah i found that very inspiring oh that's cool oh, yeah that album's so good as well i still listen to that every couple of weeks you know? which one the, the temple, temple of the dog, of the dog. yeah it's such a good album i saw them at uh well i saw them back in the day but um i saw them at the paramount a few years ago it was great mm. show. but yeah it's a that's uh it's an awful story but um yeah that was that was a, a big deal of that recording for me um it was uh really very quick we weren't in there all that long we had done a lot of rehearsing and playing of some of the music so that went down pretty quick but um 
a lot of stuff. It was just like, I kind of feel like we recorded a lot quickly. That's why we recorded so much other stuff. Like there's all, there's cover songs or stuff that, you know, probably doesn't have vocals on it or whatever. So mm. there's probably a, a, a good bit of like stuff out there unfinished or whatever. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Unfinished, yeah. unfinished tracks, yeah? I think so. Oh. Bring them out. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd love to see, you know, hear that. Bring them out, Dave. <laughs> Hopefully they will. <laughs> yeah, when you, uh, we, we watched the, uh, the footage of when you played with them at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame gig, you played with Pearl Jam. Um, mm. It was awesome. Yeah, it was really <laughs> cool. Yeah. Wow, thank you. you you must have loved getting back on the uh, on the sticks so, for those guys for that game. Oh my god, yeah, they're so good. It's ridiculous. It's did you have so, to Did you have to rehearse for it, or was it just get up and play? Yeah, we rehearsed in Seattle. Oh, uh, a couple of days at their space, and uh, yeah, they're just. I mean, they're so good. It's ridiculous. You know, what I mean, it's like. Um, and, and it was exact same as it had been 30 years before, too. It was like, felt the same, sound yeah. the same, like nothing ever changed. It was bizarre. So that was, that was really cool. That was yeah, cool. it was great, like, seeing, like, um, Ed turn around to you, like, at the end. Yeah, that was nice. That was so cool. It was just awesome. I know. I was <laughs> set to run away and never be seen again when he dragged me out there. That was nice. <laughs> That's great, man. Because, uh, Dave, your, your boy plays, doesn't he? Do you play drums and stuff? He plays drums, but mostly he produces, writes his own music. Um, drums are like just, you know, a bodily function for him. He's so good. It's ridiculous. I mean, he's literally been playing his whole life. I don't know if you can. Here's a, a shot of him. But, uh, I don't know if you guys can see that. Yeah, we can see it. Some glare going on there. <laughs> there That's go. it. Oh, cool. Yeah. What a great picture. But, I mean, been playing his whole life. So, yeah, he's doing great. He's um, he's been working with a guy named Roy Baker, um, who does really well, and he's toured with him, and they've been working on some new stuff. But yeah, my son's very like, I mean, he does everything himself. He got a record, he got a couple deal offers, I think, and uh, one of the guys was like, "I really want to sign you." He was with Atlantic, and he said, "I want to sign you. What do you want?" from your label because he wasn't showing he didn't seem interested and Jagger's like well what I want is he wants like to design firm like he wants to make clothes he wants to make music a lot he wants to do all that so he's like I don't want to just have a record deal that's fair right that's cool though <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, it's great like you know when your kids want to kind of follow in your footsteps that kind of stuff you know my son is six but um you know, I play guitar myself. I've got like eight guitars, and I was so happy oh. having a son I could pass them down to. Little bugger came out left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> my guitars are going in a skip. My my son plays guitar left-handed, and he yeah. doesn't do anything else right-handed, or everything else is right-handed. And uh, he started playing the guitar because he used to watch Neil Young at Red Rocks, right? And they were playing, and he would mirror them. So he would, you know what I mean? He had his little toy guitar. It's yeah. like, it goes like this. So he yeah. played with his toy guitar for probably two or three years. Then he got a guitar. He wanted to play it like this. Yeah. 
And then, so we got him a left-handed guitar and he taught himself left and right. But I think it's because of that, why the reason he plays left-handed is the That's amazing. Your son left-handed? Is your son left-handed otherwise? Mine is, yeah, yeah. No, okay. Yeah, so yeah, I'm devastated. <laughs> my son, my, my, my son just asked Alexa to play uh, I Like to Move It from Madagascar. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> awesome. And every time I say Alexa, play something, he just says, stop Alexa, play I Like to Move It. <laughs> Plenty of time though, you know. Get him in the car, get the rock on. That's yeah. what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> How funny. How funny. <laughs> so, you said about the first um, gig you ever went to, concert you ever went to, um, and then we're going to move on to the first time you ever played a gig. Yeah. And where was it? Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Mine was so mine was a talent show at school, and yeah, it was great. It was really loud in a gymnasium, really old gymnasium, all like wood everywhere, and it was, I mean, it was awesome. People went nuts and were screaming and going off, and that was it. That was hooked. That's cool. Fucked my life up forever. So here. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been an architect. Anyway, that's <laughs> You still can be. <laughs> next. Who's next? Who's going? Uh, I'll go. I think my first uh, gig was probably Pit for Jesus Christ Superstar in high school. Oh, pretty sure that was nice. uh, <laughs> That's a good answer. Definitely the first thing I got paid for. I can't remember if. But yeah, I think that was it. I like that, Kev. You know, it's funny on these these interviews, we learn things, little things about each other. We think we know everything, but then we find out these little ones, you know? That's awesome. Like that. yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Like when someone went to see the Fresh Prince. Yeah. How jealous are we all now? Yeah. Good <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. You want me to go? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, for the first was in, in college uh, in, a, in a cover band and it was at a, at a fraternity okay. and uh, I remember because I had been newly recruited to this this band and was uh, it was a, a few guys who were a couple couple grades a couple years older than me and I one of them heard me singing and said hey you, you need to join a band we need a lead singer and you also play guitar so great uh, so I was learning i learned a bunch of songs and i'm not really good at learning other other songs in particular really for the lyrics i can never keep them in my mind so at the last second i i kind of panicked and i was like i don't know if i can do this and i called in uh this other guy i had been jamming with on campus and i said why don't you join the band as well i brought him to a rehearsal so brought him along we, we rehearsed you know 20 30 songs whatever got him you know under our fingers somewhat and went and played a show and and it was you know probably for a hundred 150 people but uh, the thing i, I kind of remember the most is I, I could barely play a, a bar chord at the time you know so so for those of you who are who are watching who don't play guitar bar chord is is a little more of a difficult move where you use a couple fingers on the guitar you got to press down with, with some strength so if you haven't been playing a long time or you haven't played those much it's, it's hard to do 
So there was a lot of bar chording going on. And, and since we, it was myself, the, the original guitarist for this band, the lead, you know, the lead guitarist, as well as this new guy I brought in who played guitar, there were three guitarists. So I figured we'd start a song and I'd just roll down my volume knob and play along. And, uh, and I remember every, every song or two, the sound guy would go, uh, excuse me, can you guys stop? Because a guitarist number two, lead singer, he said, can, can, you, can you play a little bit? And I'd, you know, carefully or sort of, you know, uh, casually roll up my, my guitar volume and play a little bit. He'd be like, okay, check his, check his faders. And we'd start the next song, I'd sort of roll it back down. And this went on, you know, three, four times during the night. And finally he gave up. But uh, that was kind of the way I made it through that night. But yeah, that was, that was fun. And you're still going. <laughs> I'm still going. And actually, I have, I have photos. I have photos of that night. So. How funny. And see, the, the, the flip side is for years, even when he wasn't playing, he wouldn't roll his volume down now. And it would <laughs> make all kinds of noise and feedback and everything. It's, Peter, turn <laughs> off your volume. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm much better That's now. That's actually I'm very true. Good at that now. That's Yes. No, you got you. You got better at it. You got better at it. Sure. I don't think there's a guitarist alive who doesn't sound check and then turn their amp up, right? Yeah. Of course. Every guitarist it's the drummer's does that. Fault, though. It's, it's yeah, the drummer's that's right. Fault. Drummer hits yeah. harder. The <laughs> way <laughs> it is, it's, it's an unwritten rule. Yeah. Yes. Very true. Very true. The rules. Uh, who Adam? Have you done your first? Um, no. Um, so there's there's interesting criteria. The first time I played in front of people was um, in my junior high school school band. Uh, the basketball games in between, you know, the halftime, the band would come out and play a couple of little goofy songs. You know, um, not really a, like a band band, obviously school band. Um, probably my first rock band gig. I was probably like in the 10th grade and I just uh, moved to Hawaii and got into my first band and we played an outdoor stage at a shopping center right by the Safeway in, in Hawaii there. And it was, uh, we, we hacked through some songs. I'm sure we were terrible, but it was, that was the beginning. And then Kevin mentioned getting paid. My first paid gig was probably a couple years after at a, at a local club in, in Waikiki that uh, all the rock bands played. Cool. Nice. Nice. I was I was like Dave. I, I mine was a, a bit of a talent show too. I was probably in either fourth or fifth grade, and um, my main instrument is vocals. Uh, so I grew up uh, in choir and doing all that stuff. So mine was singing. I think it was. Um, can't remember if it was either Memories from Cats or Dream, Dream, Dream. It was one of those two for the oh. talent show. Oh, that's it's a great song. Memories song, isn't it? Magical yeah, oh my God, what a difficult, what, it's like, it's gymnastics, it's incredible. Yeah, um, yeah. Terrified the shit out of me, but also got me hooked into performing live because it was so scary and kind of, um, I don't know, planted the seed for me. Awesome, yeah. awesome. What we got, is this, uh, we've got the, um, the band mascot now. <laughs> oh yeah. How cute. Dave's dog. <laughs> Oh, is that Benji from that from that film? Oh yeah, who's that? Benji. Drumming. So, who was all your kind of like musical um, um, influences? Like your, you know, you know the like the, the top. We know like Adam likes Ozzy, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what stuff would you? What sort of stuff do you listen to on like a daily basis, kind of thing? 
Um, you, you know, it's kind of weird. I, I kind of uh, many years ago hit the spot. I listened to a lot of things kind of casually, but you know, honestly, it's like I hit a point where I was doing music for a living and I'm focused on it. And unfortunately, I don't sit down that often and really just listen to listen. Like when I was a kid, I'd put, you know, an album on and, you know, listen to every single track, you know, flip it over. And I'd spend a whole day doing that. Now it's more casual. You get a few songs at a time, um, you know, so, so, but I'm always absorbing things all around me, you know? Mm. Yeah. I would say the same, the same goes for me. I, I don't actually... Unless I'm in the car or, or you know, I, I take it back to a degree. I don't personally go out that much and uh, go out of my way during the day and listen to uh, much music. For instance, when I'm in the car, uh, I listen often to, to sports radio um, mm. or, or, or talk, you know, talk radio, political radio, but, um, but usually sports radio. If, if it's a longer drive, yeah, we're, we're flipping on, on the radio or you know, serious satellite radio and listening to stuff for Spotify. Yeah. And, um, you know, but it's, it is in bursts and, and it, it, it varies widely. It could be anything from, you know, the Rolling Stones to uh, first aid kit. I don't know if you're familiar with them. The, uh, that, that Swedish duet kind of a folk sisters, sisters are, they're great. They're amazing voices, yeah. um, wide variety. But, but if, if, if I do sit down and I really get a chance to listen to something, uh, you know, God, I, I couldn't even tell you what it would, what it would be. I mean, I'll, I'll go through bursts where I'll really be into an, a, a, a band and, and I'll be like, I really want to go deep with them. So I remember a few years ago, for instance, I hadn't listened to the who much in my life at all. Hmm. And yeah. for whatever reason, something struck me and I went out and, and, uh, you know, or I didn't go out, but, um, I was going to say I went out to a store, but that didn't happen. Uh, and and I just went in deep with with them on on uh, on Spotify, listening to their albums, and I'd listen to them over and over again. And I became a Who fan. Yeah. And and but I might do the same with the new artists as well. Um. And and then also at home, though, Brina Brina's always got got uh, the stereo playing in the background. We have speakers in our ceiling in a couple rooms, so she's got the Sonos system going and. And, uh, yeah, I listen to music. She's got, seven. yeah, but I, I kind of will tune it out. I'll go in the other room where there's nothing going on and <laughs> make my own music. So, because you're writing it, yeah, yeah. basically, it, it's you know, it's for me, it's always, I, I know for all of us, but for me, it's always going in my head, like especially with stuff, they're always turning. So, I kind of walk around like a zombie half the time, which is fun for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Brina, you're always, you're, yeah, always banging, you're banging out the tunes all the time, yeah. I'm sorry, you cut out for a second. Uh, Breen is always playing the tunes all the time. Yeah, yeah she's, I, she's the DJ, I, absolutely. I listen to music, um, kind of, I guess, the opposite, where if I'm not listening to music that I'm working on in the studio, I pretty much, other than maybe like the hour in the morning when I meditate, I listen to the music 24-7. It, I love it. It's just, it's, it's just in me you know but it depends on what time of day you know like in the mornings usually I'll listen to classical music um and then you know go to the studio and we'll we'll work on whatever we're working on and then um you know I'm I kind of balance the time between uh things that inspired me from when I was young you know Radiohead still is something huge for me um but and, and all the different musicians and bands 
bands that uh, that I listened to from when I was younger. But then I also really try to put in time and listen to new artists and check it out and try to. I'm finding myself, it's a little harder to be inspired by um, some of the new stuff and mm. you have to dig a little harder. Yeah. So I, I do try to put in time to do that um, and, and just keep uh, aware of what's out there in the world. Yeah. And then I listen to a lot of jazz too. So right. I, I, jazz is also a big thing for me. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I'm very much believe that there is a lot of great music out there, but like you say, sometimes you do have to dig for it. You do. Uh, we don't have a lot of like amazing radio stations in the UK that's constantly playing new music and all this kind no. of stuff. Um, <laughs> but you know, if you're into like certain genres and that, you can go dig in and find some amazing stuff. You like a bit of punk, guys? What's yeah. that? You like a bit of punk? Bit of punk I love rock? punk, yeah. Oh. yeah. Have, you, have, have you heard of Slaves? No. no. Okay, they're from the UK, they're from Kent. Yeah. They're called Slaves, and they're a two-piece. The singer plays the drums, and then you've got a guitarist. Hmm. And they've got an album called Are You Satisfied? He's not in them, by the way, just so you know. No, I'm not, I'm not plugging them for any reason. So <laughs> no. Like I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, Slaves. for sure. Yeah, no, they are yeah. Yeah. They're from Kent in the county in the UK. Mm -hmm. Okay. I actually, I got to see them at the Glastonbury Festival. Um... 11 a.m. and was blown away. So there's my little. Yeah. Well, punk at 11 a.m. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I, that I had to, I had to crawl out of that tent to go and see the slaves. Crawl, crawl <laughs> <laughs> out of that tent. But I did see them. And it I sounds was, like you do a lot of crawling out of. I know. You know, places. like you say, you learn things about your mates when you do these calls. I mean, I, <laughs> I didn't know he crawls around places. That's new to me. <laughs> Right, Not that there's anything up. wrong with going back to your infancy. <laughs> it's regressing. Every day is regressing. It's total, it's total regression. <laughs> I'm an upstanding citizen. Yeah. No, yeah, check out Slaves. Check check out. Unless you're crawling. <laughs> we'll send you a link. Fall. I'll send you a link to the brain. Send you a link. Yeah, please, yeah, please do. Then it's please. there, isn't it? There's some great yeah. acts. There's some great rock bands in the UK at the moment, you know. I mean... You guys heard of Biffy, Biffy Clyro, heard of them? I don't know how yeah. they are in America. Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, what, no, I, I didn't catch that. What's the name? Biffy Clyro. Biffy Clyro. They do ring a bell. Yeah. The, the, yeah. You know, Peter, they, they, um, they've played them on um, the, uh, the Seasun station. Ah, okay. Because they have all the new bands and the indie music. I know they've popped up a couple, couple times. I don't really know them, but I know I've heard some stuff. And, yeah. And, I remember kind of liking what I heard. Very Scottish, cool. very Scottish, yeah. like especially when right he on. sings, his accent comes out. You know. They've been around for 20 years, but yeah. they finally reached like, the total peak yeah, of popularity like, in our country. Here, yeah. they're like stadium now. They're, they're, yeah. you know, they could only ah. really play stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, amazing. That's yeah, that's awesome. They're a great band. They are a great band. Yeah. It, it is interesting how certain bands will be huge in one area, but not necessarily translate. Like, um, for example, like you take a band like Oasis, which was big on both that's sides, true. right? Yeah, that's but, true. Um, but I didn't realize at the time that in the UK, Oasis and Blur were neck and neck. In fact, Blur was almost considered a bigger band, but Blur but, really didn't make that big of a mark here. I mean, we knew of them, but yeah, they weren't on yeah, that yeah. level of an Oasis. They never came over here and were able to play, you know, the, the massive venues that Oasis was able to do. 
Yeah. yeah. They had this like, they, they both released a single the same day, and there was like this race to see who's would like be number one. Blur, yeah. and Blur won it. Yeah. 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 And they played, they played oh. down, they played on the down south, and they both played in venues the same night, and you could see the, each venue from the other venue, and they were. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where you, there was two venues on the coast, and they one was in one, one was in the other, and it was in the paper. I mean, it was yeah. brilliant. This was like yeah. the Brit, yeah, Brit, yeah. We called it Britpop. It was the Britpop yeah. heyday. Sorry, yeah. guys, just wobbled you there. <laughs> yeah, you know, Oasis. What can you say? I mean, Noel can write a good song, can't he? He's a great songwriter. You know? Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, he, you know, his solo stuff as well. It's you know, it's he, he writes. Yeah, with the, fl- with the flying birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Choruses and everything—they just stick in your head, don't they? You know. And yeah. Liam's wrote some good stuff as well, hasn't he? No, Liam doesn't. Liam doesn't write his own stuff. I don't think. No, he does. I think he has a lot of help. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just Sam. We're getting him on next week. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> I didn't know about that. <laughs> in your dreams. I don't, I don't think I'd want to talk to him. I think it would get quite abusive. You know, he's quite a fiery character, isn't he? He's English. We're English. Right, <laughs> 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 aren't we? <clears throat> Talk to us more about the EP then. What was that like to recall? Is it a quick process? Um, not not really. I mean, in and of itself, the songs were, but uh, three of the songs we actually played a lot live. We had uh, we were lucky enough to sort of play it for um, audiences and kind of get the audience feedback. So we did that for World on Fire and Deep Division and Read in the Rights. Um, so that was a long process just because we got to take it on the road and then finally get into the studio. Um, once we were in the studio, that happened pretty quickly. And then, um, Rude Awakenings and, uh, Outbreak almost, what, a year, not a year later, but close to, um, was part of another batch of songs. So it's six months. Yeah, six months. So it's, it actually kind of, um, just organically happened you know we were touring for a long time and then it just made sense to stay down and and work on songs and figure out the best group of songs for sons of silver so mm-hmm. the songs themselves were fast to record but we got to sort of flesh them out and feel them out beforehand cool cool guys we're going to lose you again um it's about to go um can we just say thank you so much for taking time to speak to us today no, thank you for having us. Congratulations yeah, on the album, on, on the EP. And we can't wait to see you play in the UK. Well, yeah, can't wait to be there again. Please let us know when you're playing. Yeah. Send us that email. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll get in touch with you guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much. Good luck, guys. Thank you. Have a good evening.